What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Off The Chain, the backbone for storytelling across builders, creators, and collectors within Web3. Each episode, we dive into how these technologists use the power of blockchain to build businesses and foster creativity. In the words of David Letterman, my next guest needs no introduction. I had an absolute blast speaking with Gary Vaynerchuk, AKA Gary V, and I was actually so excited about our chat, I forgot to turn on my professional microphone. However, the conversation was fantastic as we cruised through a discussion around industry sentiment, his recommended NFT path for brands, Gary's own Web3 journey, and the moves he is making at vFriends. I hope you enjoy, and make sure you subscribe to be alerted for future episodes. Gary, what's going on, man? How are you? Life is good, brother. Thank you for asking. You know, it's kind of crazy. We've known each other for about six years because we first met in the speaker's lounge of Photo Plus, and we FaceTimed <laughs> our good friend, Johnny Mo. So it's been a long time, and it's good to see you here. Great to see you. So we got to jump into this. We don't have all the time in the world. But for the purposes of this conversation, we've got four hot topics that I'd love to talk about. Industry sentiment, NFT journey for brands, your Web3 journey, and vFriends. Does that sound good with you? Sounds good. Love it. Okay, so diving into industry sentiment. Over the last six to 12 months, what do you believe is holding normies back most from getting involved in NFTs? Friction in technology, like setting up a MetaMask is like rough, buying, buying all that stuff. The greed of the last wave had a lot of bad behavior in it. Obviously like macro headlines like fraud, like fraud and like ST, FTX and all that stuff. But then also like, if you're like most schemy friend who's always got like a flavor of the month, quick way to make money, like buys like, an NFT and it's like a porcupine with like a cigar up its ass. And he's like, I bought this for 300 bucks and sold it for 20 K. You're going to kind of be cynical. And that's what happened with the internet, you know, in a lot of ways, but the internet was about people buying public stock. So the people that were buying pets.com and all the, and you know, all the stuff that was $130 a share that went to a penny, those were like educated kind of investors. This was more broad in the back of Robinhood and you know Reddit and meme stocks. And so it was just a lot of muckery that like disguises the macro technology. But like most people didn't buy an iPhone when they had the Blackberry because they thought it was bullshit. Like people forget now, but because I bought one on day one, everyone's like, you got ripped off. That is so stupid. A phone should never cost that much. So innovation, is always misunderstood. Short-term greed and get-rich schemes hurt it. And so it's gonna take a good chunk of time to get some of that muckery off of the body. And from an educational perspective, have you noticed any recent advancements to help get normies to better understand the importance of this tech? I thought more of that was going on, you know, in two years ago this time, like January, February, March, April, I was doing a lot of it, like was really working for that. And then just like everyone, like the first, that wave, cause the waves of 15 and 17, like 
you know, yeah, there's a lot. Look, this podcast, like, yes, I think there's a lot more. It's just like floor price and like just the short-term thinking had a moment. That's okay. Like you party till two in the morning in high school and college and that doesn't become your whole life. It's just a moment and that's what happened. And, you know, I think, um, I think that it'll be a normalized progression. So I would actually say there's a lot more educational, but it's content, but it's just being drowned out by the crypto winter. Yeah, and and because it's also drowned out, you know, you have people like me who used to have so many folks come to me asking for advice and understanding. I'm getting less of that now. So I feel like I'm speaking to existing crypto folks versus getting that onboarding of new people that I was getting about, let's say 16 months ago. That's exactly right. Yeah. And now, and now, and now it becomes a game of how much conviction does one have? That's exactly it. I've got conviction. I'm here. Uh, so Gary, last question on industry sentiment. If you could place one bet on what would bring in the next 10 million NFT owners, what would that be? And has this always been your bet or is it something new? A significant organization at scale makes a real play for the technology. Uh, the NFL converts all of its tickets to NFTs versus QR codes. Delta converts all of its airline tickets to NFTs instead of QR codes. Carnival Cruise, the way you get on is an NFT now, not an email confirmation. Costco, all their club cards are an NFT. Like mass integration for normalization. Uh, if you ask me this about QR codes, which is a great technology, I would have not predicted there'll be a global pandemic that will shut down the earth for a couple years. And during that time, restaurants will use QR codes for menus and 70 year olds will, at, and the timing of the iPhone, having it default into the photo app will work. And then like, you know what I mean? Like, so it's not gonna be any of the things I just said, it's gonna be something left field. Like, but I think it's gonna be like that, like something that's at scale. Yeah. And so on the theme of brands, what advice would you give to brands now about getting into Web3 that was different from 12 months ago? Selling things is going to be harder, but capturing first party data through giving people free mints and then those free mints can do something. And then, you know, you know, you sell bacon, there's a bacon NFT that drops. Everyone can come to your site. And if they have the NFT, they can get a free pack of bacon like things like that, like those, like just more thoughtfulness um, based on consumer behavior at the moment. So, you know, something I've been thinking about a lot is the idea that brands creating NFTs can gamify marketing because the idea of utility can always be evolving. Correct. Do you think there needs to be a fundamental shift at these brands in how these teams are structured to support this notion? And should it be living with marketing teams? Should it be living with corporate strategy teams? Should Web3 and NFT be in its own organization? All three of the things that you just mentioned will happen in Fortune 500 companies. They'll all structure it differently. To answer your question directly, do I think they need to do that right now? No, because I don't think there's enough scaled consumer demand that they need to. But I don't think people needed a website in 1997 but it would have been a good idea because by 2002, the organization's DNA would have known what to do. 
So do I think they need to? No. Do I think it'd be wise to? Yes. But unfortunately, most big brands don't think five years out because the leaders are not compensated on five years out. And so that's what happens. And so if you're the CEO of a Fortune 500 company, what org should Web3 and NFT specifically sit in? I think it's going to sit in a lot of places. It's going to sit in five. That's like saying, what should the internet sit in? The internet was in 1998. Like the internet was going to sit everywhere. Like everyone's like, I don't think people get it. Like every single thing is going to be affected by this decentralized servers at scales, that scale that have smart contracts uh, attached in execution on top of them is going to benefit everyone in the world. Some of it is going to have collectible visual rationale, art collectibles, but a lot of it like is going to affect like title insurance and things of that nature. And it's definitely going to impact the legal department because your legal documents may sit on the blockchain instead of the cloud or in paper. You know, isn't it so fucking crazy how six months ago when we were having this conversation, when you think about NFTs and brands, it was so separate from the idea of everything going on chain and legal getting involved and supply chains. And now when you say Web3 is like saying the internet, like it's so right. And I almost sound silly asking that question, but here we are and it's happening. Yeah, and and, and it's gonna take time again, like, in 1997 and nine, when I told everybody I was doing this website for my dad's store, literally, I just need everybody to hear this once and for all. Literally every single question is, who's gonna buy wine on the internet? Why won't I just go to your store? And my answer was everyone, right? And that's what people say now, like in smart conversations, like why do you need an NFT for that? The answer is because it's a better technology. An NFT is a better technology for a lot of things than a QR code, than an email confirmation, than an app on in the Apple ecosystem. It will just evolve into being a better technology. And that's what people struggle with. Like even with what's going on with AI now, like why would I do that? Because it will be better. Like technology's advancements in history have been pretty simple, which is it's better. Like, you know, why am I gonna use email? I have a fax machine, it's better. Why am I gonna use a fax machine instead of uh, sending a letter? Cause it's better. Why am I gonna send a letter versus walking 18 miles to tell the person? Because it's better. Like history's pretty simple on this and humans continue to wanna be historically incorrect out of their comfort. Yeah, no, I, I totally hear you. And on that note of comfort and people building new things in the space, what are some new trends that you're picking up on right now? Um, me personally, not much because I'm so head down knobs. Like right now, I'm just worried about executing an incredible VCon. Yep, which was you know, fucking awesome last year. Thank you, and I think, like I'm feeling, like I could actually see, well, it's, I know this is not visual, but I can see one, two, three, four offices down, a huge screen with like 30 people on it and it says VCon days two and three. So I'm like, yeah, we're Let's cooking. Let's go. Now, I, I wanna make, we've got some really interesting technology um, that we're building that I think is gonna bring a lot of value to current, like right now my focus is on current friends holders. Yep. And and that's like, I'm excited about that. So I'm focused on that. 
And uh, you know, if something crazy happens in the industry from a tech, like, I'm sure I'll know, right? Like I know what's going on with AI art and copy and that's not even like in the pocket of what I'm like. So like if anything nuts so if somebody creates a new blockchain or an advancement we've never seen before. But right now what I think you're seeing is a lot of the same, including yep. us. Like, you know, games, cool, makes sense. Like, you know, staking strategies, cool, makes sense. Like I understand why. Um, but that's not that's not exciting me to get deep into like I have to learn everything about this. So I've got like one fourth of one eye watching if anyone's doing anything that's so profound. But like, I also don't think that's a judgment to the space. Like it takes time to do profound things. A hundred percent. And on the idea of industry trends, when you're building the roadmap of vFriends, how much of it is keeping up with industry trends? It sounds like maybe a very, quarter of it versus very, very go, going with your team's gut intuition. My intuition. Your intuition. Well, and I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. I don't say that like like uh, ivory tower, like Napoleon theory. It's like I don't. Of course, my team's intuition. But like when I say I, like I still have a lot of things baked in my head of why I did this eighteen months ago. Like I don't understand how people think. Like, like I don't know. Like it's like when you're building a business, it takes a long time. Like I don't. You know, I'm really fascinated by people's lack of operational capabilities and how people are judging things in micro minutes. Like, yeah. this is this price and this is doing this. I'm like, cool, but like the Chargers were beating the Jaguars 27 nothing at one point in the game they lost two weeks ago. Yeah. Like, like I'm not overtly worried about who's doing what, what, like there's tons of projects right now that were hot a year and a half ago are dead right now and the talent on that team is young and green and raw, and they're gonna come up with an idea in one board meeting in seven months that's gonna change the trajectory of their project. Um, so like for me, that's how I think about vFriends, which is like, when I say me, I'm like, there's still like 15 things I wanna get done. Yeah, I, I feel that, I feel that. We've got a few more minutes. I've got one more question for you, Gary. When you think about bringing new people into the vFriends community, is it done by building off of your IP, such as your partnership with Macy's where you sold physical figures, or is it more through blockchain tech, such as creating new mints? It's definitely not creating new mints in the short term because I feel like between book games and series two, you know, people forget series two is 55,000 units. I don't want to create more inflation. You know, yeah. to me that is not exciting. I don't even, you know, people are like, when series three in my discord, I'm like, I'm not. Like, <laughs> that's like asking a 15 year old, like, when are you gonna have a child? You're not even beginning to, like, that's how I feel right now. Like, when I was 15, if somebody asked me, when are you gonna have a child? I'm like, what are you talking, I am a child. Like, that's how I feel about series three. Like, I can't even begin to think about that. I'm thinking about it, to your point, more on things like the Macy's collaboration, uh, character development in my world. You know, Be Friends is a very unique project that I think people overlook. Most of the great projects we see right now, Doodles, World of Women, Moonbirds, um, Ford Ape, it's like a singular character with attributions. VFriends is, you know, 250 different characters, the wizard and the gorilla and the be the bigger person and the raccoon and I mean, you know, the moose and the cheetah, like, it, like the moth. Like 
I've got much more of a Disney, Pokemon, Marvel, and that's like a lot of work. Like I've got to get the world to care about, I know I'm pointing, I know this is not gonna be on video, but like the passion parrot. Like I'm in like character development mode. I hear that, Gary. I'm gonna be cognizant of your time because I know you talk about this stuff for the next hour. I've got to say, Gary, you have always been very good to me. And I genuinely appreciate that. And when people say, is Gary actually what he's like? You know, Gary is what he's like and he's 10 times more. You're the man. You've always been great to me. I appreciate you being on here today. And I wish you the best of luck, man. I'm cheering for you, brother. Thank you for those kind words. We'll talk soon. Thank you, team. That's it, everyone. Hope you enjoyed. Hit that subscribe button and we'll see you next time.